This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pack! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. Pompey's playoff hopes are dealt another massive blow as John Messino's side rounds off a disappointing Easter weekend with a blank at home to Morecambe. This corner might be the last chance of Portsmouth's playoff hopes. Deep to the far post, Piggott nods it down and Ripley grabs. Bouncing up into the net and that is the final action. And there are boos at Fratton Park at the final whistle in what has to go down as a fairly frustrating afternoon. It was a pretty mundane Monday for the Blues who just couldn't stick the ball into the back of the net against the relegation Fratton Morecambe. Now five points behind the top six are Pompey with five games to go. We'll hear tonight from a very disappointed Portsmouth head coach. A bit of disappointment, um, not just because of the result, but I think of the performance as well. We weren't quite at the races today and I can't fault the effort, the, the endeavour, the energy and you know the work rate that we put into it, but we just didn't have enough quality. Messino's assessment, as well as the thoughts of two more studio guests to come on the show, on which we'll also preview a massive game for the Pompey women on Sunday. Jay Sadler talks through the events of last weekend's 3-0 win at Cheltenham. Some of our best football, as I said, we, we control the game we got runners from deep and then we exploited the spaces that they gave us and, and we scored three really good goals and as ever blues fans we want to hear from you can we wave goodbye to a top six finish or are you still optimistic who would you like to see start tomorrow's game at shrewsbury and what do you think the score will be at new meadow 81400 is the number to text start those messages with the word express Alternatively, you can email sport at expressfm.com, use at expressfm on Twitter, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. It's great to have you along for this, yet another instalment of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Good evening, welcome to another episode of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, brought to you in partnership this season with Stagecoach Across the South, serving you through Hampshire and across the South Coast with a minimum of fuss. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to you. So you join myself, Jake Smith, on another instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, on which I'm joined by two more Pompey fans and voices to look ahead to the Blues trip to Shrewsbury Town this this weekend we've got that coming up on the show tonight between now and seven o'clock as well as a debrief of Monday's nil-nil draw the drab nil-nil draw with Morgan at Fratton Park which rounded off a pretty disappointing Easter weekend for John Musino side but also later on talk about the Pompey women a massive result for them on Sunday and a big big game coming up against league leaders Oxford United coming up on this Sunday as well but first before we get into any of that. A reminder of just how things went down at PO4 on Easter Monday at home to Morecambe. 
John Basino made four changes for the visit of the Shrimps. Deshaun Bernard, Connor Urgovy, Joe Morrell and Michael Jacobs missing out, with Clark Robertson, Denver Hume, Ryan Tunnicliffe and Dane Scarlett coming into the frame. Andy Moon was joined alongside Guy Whittingham for the commentary. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately pumpy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Portsmouth would love it to be a summer looking ahead and dreaming of championship football. And Morecambe have won the coin toss and they've decided to flip Portsmouth round. So Pompey will go towards the Fratton end from right to left in this first half. And we are underway here at Fratton Park. And Pompey are in a good attacking position outside the box. Cross comes into the middle, looking towards Bishop. Just beyond him as he slid in at the far post. It's still nil-nil. Lowry, furthest man up the pitch for Pompey, picks up the ball. And if he looks up, it's still Dale. Dale making a run. He finds him eventually. That's not a great ball from Dale, but there's still a breakthrough for Pompey. And Scarlett's got the chance. Scarlett trying to go round the keeper. Stays on his feet. Still there. Scarlett, Bishop. Oh, he left it. And Morecambe clear. And a golden chance for Portsmouth. Disappears. It's still nil-nil. Rafferty with options forward. Bishop trying to turn it round the corner. That's a good ball. Lowry's in the box. Lowry away from one challenge. Lowry's put it wide on his left foot. And Tunnicliffe and Scarlett both wanted it squared. Pompey are opening Morecambe up here, but they can't find the breakthrough. Nil-nil. Hume picks it up on the left-hand side. Morecambe camped in their own penalty area. Laid back. Robertson, chance for him to deliver a cross. Looking for Piggott. Oh, he's got his header wrong. And glanced it wide of the post. A decent effort, but wide. Nil-nil. Bishop. Here's Lowry, played square to the right-hand side. And Joe Rafferty's coming forward. Rafferty's going to go diagonally, long towards the area. Bishop, the target, loses out, but Hume will pick it up. Hume, can he get the cross right for Portsmouth? Stood to the far post to Hackett. Hackett! Brilliant save. Brilliant save by Ripley, the goalkeeper. How's he clawed that one out? Corner kick. This corner might be the last chance of Portsmouth's playoff hopes. Deep to the far post, Piggott nods it down, and Ripley grabs. Bouncing up into the net, and that is the final action. And there are boos at Fratton Park at the final whistle in what has to go down as a fairly frustrating afternoon. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There we are then, the highlights, or if you can call them highlights, of Pompey's 0-0 draw with Morecambe on Easter Monday at Fratton Park. Right, let's take a look at some of the other results across the division on Easter Monday. Barnsley were 2-1 victors over tomorrow's opponent Shrewsbury. Bolton Wanderers and Cambridge United shared a one-all draw. Elsewhere, Charlton 3, Burton Albion 2, Cheltenham 1, Ipswich 1, Derby County 1, MK Dons 1. Fleetwood Town were defeated by two goals to one at home to Bristol Rovers. Elsewhere, Peterborough United were 3-1 winners over Exeter City. Plymouth Argyle, shock defeat for them at home park. They uh, lost by two goals to nil at home to Lincoln City. And uh, Port Vale Oxford United also sharing a 0-0 draw. Sheffield Wednesday back to winning ways with a 3-0 victory over Accrington Stanley. And Wickham Wanderers, 2-0 victors over Forest Green Rovers who are only just um, still in League One by the uh, real real skin of their teeth at the moment, Forest Green Rovers. Relegation not quite confirmed as things stand. We'll come on to the bottom of the table in a moment. Uh, at the top of the division, Sheffield Wednesday returned to the summit. They have 84 points, though Plymouth Argyle in uh, second with 83 and Ipswich Town in third with 82. Both have games in hand. 
The remainder of the playoff positions currently occupied Barnsley, Peterborough United and Bolton Wanderers. Pompey remained five points adrift off the top six with five matches remaining. They have 63 points, whereas Bolton and Derby in sixth and seventh respectively both have 68 points on the board. Down at the bottom, we mentioned Forest Green Rovers, 26 points on the board, 14 points clear of safety with uh, 15 points up for grabs. So, they are all but down unless an absolute miracle can take place at the new lawn. Morecambe are on 35 points, 5 points adrift of safety. They've only got 4 games remaining. They're joined alongside both Cambridge United and Accrington Stanley in that relegation zone. Right, let's get straight into the thick of it of tonight's edition of the Footblower. First and foremost, delighted to say joining us tonight is the chairman of the Portsmouth Women, Eric Colborne. Eric, it's been a while, sir, but it is a pleasure as always, to have you in the studio for this one. Be here, Jake. Absolutely delighted to be here. Thank you very much, Eric. Um, we, we just heard the highlights of the men's draw with Morecambe on Easter Monday there. We'll come on to talk in depth about the latest with the Pompey women later in the show. But overall, mm. considering the two draws over the Easter weekend for the men, you can't help but feel a tinge of disappointment to miss a big opportunity to close that gap on the top six. Oh, absolutely, Jake. Yes, I'm sure, like everybody else, uh, you know, I was I was extremely disappointed after the game on Monday, um, I, I, I sort of accepted the Friday one-all draw because I thought until the sending off, we were in complete control of the game. Um, and, and obviously the sending off changed it. And, and OK, we, we, we got a point. I thought, fair enough. Get home Monday, get three points against Morecambe. And, um, you know, it, it's it's there within touching distance of those playoff places and of course it it didn't happen which you know is extremely disappointing very disappointing indeed for Pompey on Monday joining uh, Eric on the show this evening delighted to welcome back onto the Footblower Mr Mark McGee Mark hello there good evening Jake good evening to yourself uh, Mark Massinio made four changes to the blue side but drew one all with MK Dons just three days prior Conor Ogilvie, Joe Morrell, Michael Jacobs were enforced due to either injury or suspension, but Deshaun Bernard was dropped for Clark Robertson. What did you make of that decision? And, and as you know, I, like many, thought that Bernard actually pr- played pretty well on Good Friday at Stadium MK. Yeah, I was a bit miffed with that decision. I mean, I've got to say, so far, I haven't really questioned many of John Massino's uh, choices, but I, I mean, I, I, had, I had no clue. I was quite surprised by that. And... Um, I don't really think his selection was vindicated um, as per Clark Robinson's performance, to be honest. Well, that's what Mark thinks. But what did the gaffer himself have to say after the full-time whistle on Monday? Andy Moon captured the post-match assessment of the Blues head coach on the touchline at Fratton Park. John, obviously disappointment today. What's your, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think exactly that. A, a bit of disappointment. Um, not just not just because of the result, but I think of the performance as well. We weren't quite at the races today. And I, I can't fault the effort, the, the endeavour, the energy. Uh, and you know the work rate that we put into it, but we just didn't have enough quality overall. Not just in the second half where I thought the game sort of died a death, but we just didn't have enough quality. Um, a lot of time the ball broke down in areas where it just shouldn't have broken down. We, we gave the ball away too much, and we just didn't create enough. So even though we had some real guilt-edged chances in the first half that we didn't put away, I, I look at the game overall and I just think we didn't quite create enough. Yeah, how frustrating was that second half to watch? Because the chances didn't really come until, until right near the end. Yeah, um, incredibly frustrating from from that point of view because we were obviously well in control of the game the way that Morecambe came and set up and did an excellent job doing it so 
um, we had a lot of possession. Uh, we had opportunities to work the ball into the final third, but when we did, we just didn't show enough. We didn't show enough bravery. I, I don't think we showed enough endeavour. The the ball, uh, sort of the the times that we gave the ball away, probably shocked everyone in Fratton Park. Some of the um, some of the things that we did today, and and again, just disappointing. I think because we have shown that quality. We showed a lot of that quality on Friday. But we have done when we've managed to to score against sides at home and. Goal scoring hasn't been too much of an issue for us over the past few weeks, and and that was it. Particularly frustrating in the second half because we didn't actually manage to create a huge amount, barring that sort of late barrage at the end where um, their goalkeepers made a couple of good saves. Is it in any way the schedule catching up with you? You know, I, I don't think so because that that would seem to me like it. Yet yeah, I, I suppose we didn't move the ball quickly enough in the first half, and maybe that was something to do with the energy that we had. But I, I don't think I can. You know, we can use it as an excuse because. Um, the schedule shouldn't affect how well we control the ball, pass the ball, protect the ball, create opportunities. If the lads, in terms of work rate, were really down today, and if I thought that they had no energy, and if I thought they couldn't get around the pitch, then I'd, I'd maybe have a look at that. But I don't, I don't think I saw that at all today. I thought I saw you know, a, a decent enough um, display from the work rate side and just not enough quality. Obviously, the changes today. Let's start with Conor Ogilvie. I'm guessing that was an injury, that one. Yeah, so Conor took a knock towards the end of the game. I don't know if you remember it. The, the referee um, on Friday gave a, a throw in, but I think Conor got absolutely clattered, so he's got a dead leg. Um, Michael was was struggling as well uh, with with um, his calf that had just seized up after the game, uh, and then obviously the change with the change with Joe because of the suspension and we thought we'd bring sort of Clark back into the side for Deshaun who was actually excellent on Friday and really unlucky to uh, to not retain his place and, and just sort of a different game that we thought how it would pan out and we thought Clark would be suited to that. Uh, I'm guessing you didn't appeal the, the red card from Joe Morell in the end? Uh, no, I think it was it was one of those where, I mean, first of all, we looked at the whole incident. We were really disappointed that the referee hadn't dealt with um, the first part of the incident, which was, you know, not to put a too fine a point on it, a forearm smashed to the face and then a headlock wrestled to the ground. And, um, yeah, I think uh, Joe has, in trying to get up, essentially caught him with his, caught him with his knee. And I think, uh, speaking to a couple of the, the fans as well, up. they saw that from behind. We hadn't seen it on the day, so not, not worth appealing because we, we just knew it wasn't going to get overturned. How disappointing is it to, today to, to come short? Yeah, I mean, hugely disappointing. We came into the Easter weekend with, um, you know, a huge amount of enthusiasm for the two games. We thought we could win both games, and I think, considering the circumstances, we were happy to come away with the point on Friday. And you know, this this really, we thought we'd, we'd come in and, and give a good account of ourselves in terms of winning the game. And I think everybody felt that uh, here at Fratton Park, they wanted a bit more, wanted a bit more um, creativity, and and yeah, ultimately we we didn't. There's some positives to take in terms of taking the point because Morgan could have nicked it at the end, but overall I think we'll be um, you know really disappointed with with the point here today. And finally, where does this leave you trying to get into that top six? I think um, I'm not entirely sure what the results are. Maybe is it the four teams ahead of us, two wins and two draws? Uh, maybe that makes it a bit more frustrating because it's another missed opportunity where we could have really closed that gap. So I think it still leaves us sees us with plenty of work to do. Um, that's for sure, with plenty of work to do. But um, also, you know, the opportunity is still there. We've still got 15 points to play for, and you know, we're going to do that going into Shrewsbury at the weekend. John Messino speaking there with BBC Radio Solent's Andy Moon shortly after the dust has settled a little bit at PO4 on Monday afternoon. Let's just reflect on a, a few of the comments made by John Messino within that post-match interview. Eric um, mentioned quite a bit that the chance is not taken, particularly in the first half on Monday. Lots of possession for Pompey. Not an overall bad performance, but the overall you know, determining factor of that game was the fact that there was just no end product and the quality in the final third was really poor. Yes, um, I, th- I think also, um, I mean, I, 
I like to always watch a game back afterwards rather than just sort of comment on it uh, you know, literally after you've watched it sort of thing um, because you you see things that you didn't see on the day. But my overall impression was that um, we didn't test their goalkeeper anywhere near enough. Um, probably in, until the last minute when he actually made, uh, well, one great save low down. I thought that was in. And then obviously the... Um, from the resulting corner, the the header that went down to the ground, I think from Pickett and, and bounced up into yeah. into his hands. Um, but uh, that was my sort of overall um, thinking was that yeah we didn't test their goalkeeper anywhere near a, a enough. Mark as well, um, Massino uh, mentioned the fact that. Pompey gave the ball away too many times and the fact that there, there might have been a, a lack of bravery from uh, some of his players within that side on Monday afternoon. Would, would those comments be something you, you particularly agree with? Yeah, I think so. I think I think, I think a lot of our team, uh, a lot, well, a lot of aspects of our performance were, were lacking. I mean, I mean, our tempo seemed completely off to me. Um, we seemed quite disconnected. Um, we just seemed like a completely different team. It's almost like the result at MK Dons had really shaken the players' confidence and just their overall sort of like tempo and ability to just sort of take a game by the scruff of the net because you, you can't say that that by any means was a weak Pompey side, uh, albeit a few changes were, you know, enforced. But, you know, it's a massive drop-off in, in level of performance for me, which I, I really didn't see coming against a 23rd-place team in the league. Hmm. OK, then, Mark, thank you very much. We'll have more from both Eric and Mark after the break and hopefully more from you tuning in back home as well. 81400 is our text number. If you haven't got in touch already, be sure to start your messages with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com. Use at expressfm within your tweets if you'd prefer to reach us through Twitter or find us over at facebook.com forward slash slash Pompey Live. So join us for part two of the Football Hour back in your ears in just a few moments' time. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening. Welcome back to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as ever by our friends over at Stagecoach across the South. You can download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can uh, track your bus on a live mapping system or even prepay for your ticket as well. You can also visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide in your area. You join myself, Jake Smith, on the Football Hour tonight alongside Pompey Women's Chairman Eric Colborn and Blues fan Mark. Mark McGee as well. So far, we've had a little bit of discussion surrounding Pompey's uh, 0-0 draw with Morecambe on Easter Monday. Later in the show, we'll come on to preview their trip to Shrewsbury this weekend and also a massive game for the Pompey women. But back to Monday, Eric, we, we heard the post-match comments of John Messino before the break. We've already spoken about the fact that he wasn't too downbeat about his players' sort of application, the attitude and really the work rate from his side on Monday afternoon, but the fact that perhaps the end product wasn't quite there. Um, he also dismissed the idea that the, the schedule is catching up on the team. He says it's no excuse 
because he saw that decent work rate from his side on Monday afternoon. And, and quite frankly, Eric, if we're being honest, there is no excuse at this stage of the season because we all know what happens during the Easter weekend at the start mm. of every season. You play Friday, you play Monday. We also know at the end of every campaign, you're likely to get Tuesday night fixtures, particularly in League One and Two, whether it's due to frozen pitches or, or international call-ups. This is nothing new. So it's refreshing to hear from John Messino actually take accountability for a, a poor performance and, and not have those excuses in his bank. Oh, absolutely, Jake. Um, I... I, I... I admire the manager. Um, obviously, he's a young manager just starting out in his um, in in his managerial career, and you've got to give him time um, to you know to to get his side t- together. Um, I thought he was very unfortunate to be without the players that you mentioned um, because I think that I, I know it it's a squad, and but that often there's one or two players that do sort of tend to make the difference and. Um, uh, I, I think um, Joe Morell's sort of um, drive in midfield and, mm. uh, and Conor Ogilvy is such a good fullback. I mean, that was a great goal he scored at MK. That's what you're looking for. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I did feel sorry for John. Um, yeah, the players, they don't go out there, <laughs> you know, not trying to win. It's just mm. the fact that, obviously, um, the, the, the way it was set up and the way Morecambe played... Um, we struggled to break them down, um, and I'm sure that John will look at it um, and uh, possibly tweak one or two things to to uh, make certain that um, it changes um, in these last five games that we've got of the season because yeah. it's not over. No. It's never over. <laughs> Don't anybody ever think it's over. You know, remember Cheltenham. Uh, town last yeah. game of the season, you know, no one ever thought that was going to happen, did they? So what we've got to do now is reset. If you like, the pressure's a bit off. Mm. We've got to go one game at a time. Go to Shrewsbury. Let's win that game, and then just see where we are. Yeah. Play it out. Eric mentions there, and I'm loving the the confidence as well, Mark. And quite frankly, the, the confidence and well, not necessarily confidence, but having that sort of faith at this stage of the season. Yes, it's two very disappointing results over the Easter Easter weekend period against MK and Morecambe, two sides who are at the wrong end of the table this season. Only sort of two points collected from those games. But the ultimate factor is other other teams around Pompey have drop points this weekend as well. We are still only five points off the top six with five matches remaining. That's uh, an accumulation of potentially 15 points you can make up within that time frame. Um, how are you feeling heading into this sort of running? Are, are you sort of sharing that, that, that slight confidence or um, sort of reserved confidence maybe? Or, or, or do you personally feel that it is maybe a little bit too little too late at this stage of the season? I, I mean, I, I never want to be a, um, a downer, of course, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, the, the weekend really uh, took a toll on me as a Pompey fan. I mean, I think, you know, I, I probably allowed myself to get a bit excited going into that weekend and had sort of high hopes and high expectations for, for us to, you know, face two opponents and chase down the, the playoff positions and, and, you know, get the maximum amount of points from, from those two games. So I am still hurting a little bit from it. Um, but to be honest, I think it's just taught me that I need to, like, you know, lower my expectations and maybe just, yeah, take my foot off the gas a little bit. And, you know, maybe, maybe we're right. Maybe it is a good thing. Maybe we can play now without any pressure and, you know, our players can now play with, without any sort of expectation on their, on their heads, which might bring out the best. But I think the problem with us is 
as, as much as we can use that to our benefit, when we get into a position where there is a potential for us to make playoffs or get automatics, rightly or wrongly, our, our fans, you know, pile on that pressure, I think, to our players and our team. And the expectations do go up a level. So, yeah, I, I think if, if we can play about confidence and uh, with confidence, sorry, and without that expectation, then... Uh, Let's let's do it. But I I am feeling a bit gutted after the weekend. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as I'm sure many Pompey fans back home tuning in as well. Linda Mail's got in touch, um, and quite simply, just a one-worded email from Linda, who just says rubbish. Fair enough. Thank you, Linda. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Uh, I think that's a, a fair assessment of the of the game on Monday. Very disappointing uh, stalemate with Morecambe at Fratton Park. That was um, Eric um, Mark. So, carries on within that conversation there about the expectation and as a Pompey fan maybe we should sometimes lower it and not get our hopes up too much but ultimately when you've spent what is you know approaching if, if we do remain in, in League One next season it will be our seventh campaign in this division I personally feel that it's six or it would be five attempts to get out of the league I don't really count that first season under Kenny Jacket as a promotion attempt that was stabilisation, we finished eighth, we, we, I think we punched above our weight in that campaign, but I don't personally feel that was a promotion ambition campaign. But we've had five seasons to try and go for promotion, um, assuming this one does end in failure as well. Um, you could also understand also the fans' frustration that we are still in this division. And, and, and ultimately, when you look at it from a points perspective, when you look at it from a positional aspect where Pompey have finished over the last five seasons, there has been no Im- improvement really has been in in terms of that league position we finished fourth we finished seventh we finished tenth and at the moment Pompey are, are, are ninth so you, you can understand why fans are sort of getting to the end of that tether as things stand oh absolutely Jake um, I, there's nobody more frustrated than I am at that uh, I, I I felt in in um I mean, you, you can go back. I mean, I, I think that uh, we were very unfortunate um, in one or two of the seasons that we um, we didn't get up um, due to uh, one or two things, as they say. Um, I'll never quite get over the um, the Oxford um, semi-finals at Fratton Park and in, 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 um, at the Catham Stadium, you know, where I felt that, um, you know, we, we should have won that. It was refereeing decisions, which which unfortunately we didn't get. You know, there were certainly two penalties in the first game uh, we should have had. Um, probably a sending off as well in that first game, uh, and then the second game. Uh, you know, I, I I know, I know the game. I know what goes on, but um, we were a little bit unfortunate there because in that second game as well there was a sending off. There should have been a sending off, and there wasn't. Um, and I just felt we were very, very hard done by by the decisions. But um, yeah, there's, look, I'm as frustrated as anybody that we aren't, you know, we haven't sort of made it as of now. But what we've got to do is make certain that um, we do improve. Uh, John's come in; you've got to give him a chance. You can't blame him for the last, you know, six seasons or whatever. Um, it's, it's not his fault. He's got to be given time. He's got to um, work with um, Richard Hughes on getting the team to, to where he wants it to be. I, I would say, for, from Danny's point of view, this season, I think he had tremendous bad luck with injuries. Tremendous bad luck with injuries. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, nobody sort of said, well, you know, like Liverpool this season, you know, they've had. Bad injuries. No one's saying, "Well, why aren't they top of the league?" Are mm. they? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's. I know it's like for like, but 
at the end of the day, yes, it's extremely disappointing. And the bottom line is we've got to do better. Of course we have. And, and, and John, I know, is well aware of that. Um, and he's keen to, you know, make a go and put his stamp on it and get us promoted, which is, which is great. And, and I'll back him all the way on that. Yeah. Okay, Eric, thank you very much. Mark as well, do hold tight. We'll be back with both of you guys in just a few moments' time. We've spoken in a bit of detail about Pompey's 0-0 draw with Morecambe on Easter Monday just a few days ago. And later on, we'll come on to really in-depth preview their trip to Shrewsbury Town tomorrow afternoon as well. And before we do that, we're going to have a bit more on this week's opposition. Now, Kirsty Roxanne gives us the lowdown on Shrewsbury Town. Easter Monday didn't bring much hope for the Blues playoff march as we were goalless at home to Morecambe. Now looking to get goals in the net as we take on Shrewsbury Town, Pompey's next opponent. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. The Blues are still five points adrift from the top six, though John Massinho's side still have five games remaining until the end of the season. You get the sense that this could really be the last chance to turn things around. Manager. Steve Cotrill, former Burton Albion, Wimbledon, Brighton and Hove Albion and AFC Bournemouth striker, manages the side. After a nine-year football career ending in 1996, he decided to take up football management. Cotterill also managed many other sides in League One and the Championship, beginning with Irish side Slilgo Rovers before returning to his hometown club, Cheltenham Town, in 1997, where he guided the club from the sixth to the third tier in five years. He moved to Burnley for four years, spent a short stint at Notts County, and also spent a season with Portsmouth in 2010 as they struggled with financial difficulty. Cotterill also held roles at Nottingham Forest, Queen's Park Rangers, Bristol City and Birmingham City before taking over the manager role at Shrewsbury Town in 2020. One to watch. Former Coventry City midfielder Jordan Shipley is certainly one to keep tabs on this weekend. The 25-year-old signed a three-year deal at New Meadow in the summer, joining from an underclosed fee from the Sky Blues, where he had graduated from academy level to becoming a pro in 2016. So far this campaign, Shipley, who wears the number 26 shirt, has featured on 39 occasions in the league, scoring four and claiming six assists. Top scorer. Defender Luke Leahy, who wears the number three shirt for the Salpians, is the leading goal scorer for the side so far this season. After leaving Bristol Rovers due to their relegation battle, he signed a two-year contract with Shrewsbury Town in July 2021. This term, the 30-year-old has bagged eight league goals from 38 appearances, as well as two in the FA Cup and one in the League Cup. Current form. Steve Cotterill's side have secured just one victory out of their last five games, with the last four matches ending in defeat. Shrewsbury Town have scored only one goal during that run of four defeats and had 13 goals against them. Ipswich Town started their losing run by a scoreline of two goals to nil before the Shrews then suffered a 6-0 defeat away against Charlton. There was also a 3-0 defeat on Good Friday on home turf against Peterborough, which came before an Easter Monday defeat to Barnsley. Currently sitting at 11th with 55 points out of 40 league matches played, they sit two positions below the Blues with eight points separating the sides. Shrewsbury have lost two players due to red cards in recent games. Tom Flanagan against Charlton and Ryan Bowman in the 99th minute on Easter Monday. The reverse of this fixture at Fratton Park back in October ended in a 1-1 draw, with a goal from Elliot Bennett in the 25th minute and an equaliser from Zach Swanson just four minutes later. Can the Blues make a quick turnaround and restore the faith in the fans to reach the playoffs or will Shrewsbury fully put a stop to their attempts? With six games undefeated, it is all to play for for the Blues. For the unmissable action on Pompey Live. 
Yeah, big thank you to Kirsty for providing us with that great insight into Steve Cottrell's side. A, a team will be a previewing again, as I mentioned before, that uh, little segment there. We'll come on to preview that, that game in a bit more detail in the third and final part of tonight's show. By the way, Shrewsbury will be without 31-year-old forward Ryan Bowman. He was sent off on Monday away at Barnsley, having received two yellow cards in that game at Oakwell. So we'll come on to talk a bit more about Shrewsbury and the game tomorrow in the third and final part of this evening's show. But I want to come back to Mark about a few things we were sort of highlighting before that little feature there with Kirsty. And Mark, you mentioned about the fact that Pompey under John Messino have, have improved um, since his arrival, since um, January after Danny Cowley, Nicky Cowley were dismissed. And, and playing with a lack of pressure has sort of galvanised the team and they have been performing to a, a very high standard. Um, but do you think that now that there is a bit more pressure from the support base, because we are, are now just within sort of touching distance of those playoff positions... Do you think that that indicates to you that the players are unable to perhaps cope from from a mental aspect to, to, to kind of deal with that pressure? No, no, I, I don't think so. I've, I've actually been really, really impressed with um, John Massinho's tactics and just the way we've been playing. We've been playing a lot more of an attractive football and a, and a style that I think the fans have been longing for 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 you know many many managerial appointments. I mean, I think we sort of were promised a certain style under the Cowleys, and maybe we did or didn't get it sometimes. Uh, same under jacket and I think Messino has delivered a lot of things that I wanted in a manager which is a young ambitious manager we're playing attractive football we're playing you know we're, we're, we're trying tactical approaches that we haven't seen in the past so I think there's a lot of optimism to be to be had for the upcoming uh, next few games and probably going into next season um, I, I don't think it's a I think, I think you just have to look at the form under Messino had that form been stretched across the whole season let's just say, you know, hypothetically, I think we'd be in a position where we were really chasing down the playoffs and if not the automatics. Um, so I, I think that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like, a, a, like you say, another season of me saying this. I think we need, we need a refresh. I think we need a, a pre-season if, if, you know, this isn't the season to be. Um, but I have a lot of confidence in Messini and what he's bringing to the table so far. And now we've got that structure of Richard Hughes, John Harley, um, and John Massino in place. I do feel like we've got a structure that suits a sort of promotion chasing style. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you only have to look at teams like Ipswich, who appointed Kieran McKenna last season, uh, didn't quite make it up. But this season, they vastly improved with that new dynamic they've got. So I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. Um, but no, I don't think there's anything to be blamed on the players. Um, you know, and John Massino has hardly put his stamp on the squad yet. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, just a few more things to note from Monday's game as well. Conor Ogilvie, of course, left out of the side. A uh, bit confusing b- before the game as to why that was. However, John Messino revealed after the match, of course, but he picked up a knock at the end of the game uh, at Stadium MK on Friday. He had a dead leg. Hopefully, he'll be back this weekend, if not next. Michael Jacobs, his calf seized up also after the game at MK Dons on Friday. And, of course, Joe Morrell, who picked up that red card. He's suspended for four games. That's now three after one of those games has been served on Monday and John Messina revealing that they decided not to appeal that red card decision from Friday as uh, as it's no point because it won't get overturned and quite frankly if you are to watch replays um, I don't think you can really have too much of an argument against that as well. Taking a look at um, Pompey's XG from uh, Easter Monday 0.06 against a side in Morecambe who conceded 71 league goals this season so I think that goes to show that Pompey had all the 
the, the capability of taking the lead in that game at Fratton Park on Monday. They had the chances, but ultimately were very wasteful with them in the end of next year, 0.06, when Morecambe have conceded 71 goals all season. Not a statistic, I'm sure many Pompey fans, or John Bazzino himself, will want to be reading for too much longer. Um, five points off the playoffs, they remain. Just one win and two draws against three sides that are either inside or just outside of the relegation zone. A potential of nine points up for grabs within those last three games, but only five picked up. So a bit of a missed opportunity for John Bazzino's side, but a chance to make it right this weekend when they travel to Shrewsbury Town. In the third and final part of tonight's show, we will gather the final the thoughts of both Eric and Mark ahead of tomorrow's trip to New Meadow for the men. We'll raid in the score predictions, but also preview a huge game for the Pompey women. They take on promotion rivals Oxford United on Sunday. Head coach Jay Sadler provides his assessment of his side's 3-0 win over Cheltenham last time out. We came away from last weekend, obviously ecstatic from the win and the timing of the win, but we were disappointed with how we performed out of possession. I think we were too reactive to the turnover, whereas today we were front foot, we counter-pressed really well, we kept them pinned in. You can hear the full extent of that interview with Jay Sadler, as well as the final thoughts of myself, Jake Smith, alongside Eric Colborn and Mark McGee, when the Football Hour reaches its conclusion right after the break. Stay right where you are. You won't want to miss it. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Welcome along for the third and final part of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from the Apple App or Google Play Store or head to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Right, just under 20 minutes to go between now and 7 o'clock for the remainder of tonight's edition of the Football Hour and still plenty of time for you back home to get in touch, especially with your score predictions as we ramp things up to look ahead to Pompey's trip to Shrewsbury Town this weekend. All the usual ways, 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Use at expressfm on Twitter or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Life. We'll come on to preview the men's trip to Shrewsbury Town this weekend in just a few moments' time. But now, time to shift our focus to the Pompey women who also have a pivotal game coming up this weekend. On Sunday afternoon, they host Oxford United, league leaders Oxford United, to Wesley Park. Pompey women still in the hunt for the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division title and potential promotion to the Championship this season. They saw off Cheltenham Town by three goals to nil away from home on Sunday afternoon. Just gone and Max Swatton caught up with head coach Jay Sadler after the full-time whistle. Yeah, I think it was a, a really professional performance from us today. I think first half we, we played some of our, our best football. Um, we transferred a lot of the positives from last weekend's game against Billericay. The way in which when we did break through their press, um, I have to say the first 15 minutes they pressed us well. And when we found a way to play through it and we were able to pin them in their own half, some, some of our best football, as I said, we, we controlled the game and we got runners um, from deep. And then we exploited the spaces that they gave us and, and we scored three really good goals. The second one for me is fantastic piece of play around the box. 
But what I was really happy with was not only the way we saw the game out in the second half, we've obviously made four changes and it can disrupt the flow of the game. Ali Hall also picking up a little knock and having to play at 50%. But I think it was the way we pressed, um, especially with the turnover. We came away from, from last weekend, obviously um, ecstatic from, from the win and the timing of the win. But we were disappointed with how we performed out of possession. I think we were too reactive to the turnover, whereas today we were front foot. We counter-pressed really well. We kept them pinned in um, and that prevented the, the amount of counter-attacks from Cheltenham. So clean sheet, really happy with three points. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll take the positives to next week. You made one change to the start of 11, bringing Tinny Scott in on the right. How impressed were you with her performance? Obviously, we didn't want to make too many changes. We didn't want to disrupt it from last week. The enforced changes come through Ella Humphrey being obviously with Wales set up, which we're delighted for her and, and her development. Um, T for me brings dynamism. She brings directness. Um, she's a very attack-minded player and, and you saw it today. Whenever she got the ball, we knew Cheltenham were going to play with her back three and if we could get quick switches or direct switches out to Quirky or T, we knew we'd always be there hanging and kind of cheating in a way to, to get Adam 1v1. And I think we had a lot of joy down both sides, mainly through the switches of play from, from our midfielders and, and defenders. Um, but for T, it's fantastic for her. Um, it's obviously been difficult, as it is for a lot of the girls who aren't getting game time at the minute. But she's found herself in a great position um, at the back post to score. And when we did get a penalty, um, she was the one who wanted to take it. And, and I love that kind of confidence she has. Unfortunately, she didn't score it. But obviously, uh, massive praise for her for, for wanting to take it. What can you take from this display into Tuesday, into Friday and then into Sunday? I think the biggest thing for us is, is the unity within this group. We said it last week, um, we look a team. Um, yes, there were standout individuals last week. Yes, there were again today, there were standout individuals. But as a team, everything seemed to click and, and work well. When we did get the ball down and we secured it, we controlled it really well and we didn't rush the play. We were able to link up and I felt like the, the, the connections between the units were really good. Um, it was only a few weeks ago we were talking about looking disjointed. Um, today we didn't. And I think the biggest positive, because of that connectivity in possession, it enables us to counter-press better. So when we do lose the ball, we can overload and we can attack the ball and, and we can prevent counter-attacks. And I think we did that superbly today and, and obviously got the clean sheet. Pompey Women's Head Coach Jay Sadler speaking to Max Swatton after a full-time whistle on Sunday uh, when they were 3-0 victors over Cheltenham Town away from home. Massive result that, Eric, for, for the girls on Sunday and that keeps the uh, promotion and title hopes well alive. Yes, it certainly does. It was, a, it was an excellent away win from the girls. Um, after backing that up, after the, the win at uh, Billericay the previous week, um, thankfully a lot more comfortable this Sunday. Uh, they got the job done really in the first half and um, yes, it's, it, it's, it's so tight at the top of that table. I've couldn't tell you how this is going to pan out. I have no idea. All I can tell you is it'll be one of four teams that will <laughs> win the league. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned as well that you referenced the 4 3 victory over Billericay Town the previous weekend. Nice, I'm sure, uh, as, as a chairman to watch the game unfold at Cheltenham on Sunday to have a, a slightly more relaxed afternoon. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Jake. Yes. I mean, uh, I did say to the manager in advance that I would prefer a, mm. a nice, you know, comfortable victory and uh, not by, not be sat there, uh, you know, towards the end of the game, biting my nails. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I was delighted that we um, we put the game to bed early and, uh, you know, the girls did a, did an excellent job. 
So looking at the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division table as things stand, um, all three of Pompey, Ipswich and Watford have played 19 matches and uh, Oxford United of Gordon's Swiss table have played 18, so they've got one game in hand. Pompey of 43 points are in fourth, whereas Ipswich and Watford in second and third have got 44 points and Oxford United, the leaders, have 45. So very, very, very tight at the top of the division there. Pompey just two points adrift of the league leaders with three matches to play. Um, a 13-0 victory, Eric, for the Pompey win, women against Moneyfield Reserves on Tuesday evening in the PDFA Cup semi-final. Um, and the Pompey women will now take on the Moneyfield's first team in the final, which has now been confirmed at AFC Portchester's on-site group stadium for Wednesday the 26th of April. So just a quick word on that. Great to be in a cup final, but I'm sure that's not where, or maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that's not where the priorities lie at present. No, I mean, it's it's, it's great to be in another cup final, of course, but um, uh, no disrespect. The, the, the Obviously, the focus is on the league, Um you know, if you'd said at the beginning of the season we would be in, a, in with a chance of winning this league come you know, the middle of April, um, I don't think many people would have believed you. Um, and an FA Women's National League Cup run as well. Absolutely. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, the, the, the team's done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I must point out as well, obviously, the, the development squad have done really, really well. Again, making the Plate Cup final. Yeah against Newcastle United, um, who, uh, who, who, who we lost to 3-0. But I will say that um, Newcastle had some quite a lot of first-team players playing where we were playing our literally our devs team. I don't yeah. think there was one player who had any experience in the first team whatsoever. So um, that gives you an idea. We wanted to play that team because uh, they got us there. Um, and um, we were delighted with that. Um, and uh, there's players in there that, that are showing some great pot- potential. Um, and obviously only going out to Muddyfield's first team 2-1 last night uh, shows uh, the sort of quality of, the, of those very young girls. And, and they've got some great futures ahead of them. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very bright future for, for the women, I'm pleased to say. Um, Jay and Molly have done a great job with with the teams. Oxford United then on Sunday afternoon at Wesley Park, two o'clock kickoff uh, for that one. Many supporters um, encouraged to come down for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a massive, massive game. We mentioned as, uh, earlier on the table. Oxford United, the current leaders, Pompey and fourth, two points behind Oxford. So uh, you never know. A, a win on Sunday you could leapfrog Oxford United. They would, of course, have that game in hand. Um, Oxford United were due to take on Watford on Wednesday night. That game, uh, unfortunately for them, postponed. Um, Eric, what kind of bearing does that have on, on, on the league as things stand then? Do you think that will come as a massive disadvantage to, to particularly Oxford United or, or do you think that actually might work a little bit in their favour as they might have maybe a few days extra to rest ahead of Sunday? It could work either, either way, of course. It can do. These things you could never sort of say. I think from Oxford's point of view, it's a, it's a big disadvantage because they've got four games to fit in uh, between... Uh, well, this coming Sunday and and two weeks after that, uh, the thirtieth is the last game of the season. So all of a sudden, they're going to be playing midweek now. Um, they've got to, although they they seem to be in the prime position, if you like, obviously leading the uh, the, the league by one point over uh, Watford and Ipswich and two points over us with a game in hand. 
Uh, they have got to obviously play us on Sunday and they've got to go to Watford and they've got to go to Ipswich. So <laughs> if anybody can work out how this league's going to finish, then they're, they're, better, they're a better person than I am because I, have, I, I honestly can't call this. Um, I, I don't think it's done Oxford any favours because I say they'll be playing one game after another mm. and I think that's going to affect them uh, in the long term. Um, but come Sunday the 30th, uh, our home game against Crawley at Fratton Park I'm hoping that we're there with at least a chance of winning the league uh, certainly if we win our next two games Oxford and MK away then it will go to the last game of the season so that's all we can ask and uh, I'm so proud of the girls the way they fought this season uh, they, they've done a fantastic job an absolute fantastic job and they're a delight to watch as well some of their football is really really exciting Eric, thank you very much. Like I mentioned earlier, big, big game for the Pompey women this Sunday. They take on league leaders Oxford United at Wesley Park. A two o'clock kickoff. And to find out more ticket information, you can go to at Pompey Women on Twitter or, of course, the portsmouthfc.co.uk website for more ticket information. And, of course, you can pay on the day at Wesley Park. I do urge you to go down to the uh, fantastic occasion. It is set to be a massive, massive game for Jay Sadler's side. We'll hear more from him on Pompey Live tomorrow afternoon, which returns, of course, from two o'clock. Just very briefly on to uh, the men's game this weekend. Then, Mark, we've got a few moments before we do have to love you and leave you for floor fillers this evening, um, listeners of Express FM. Um, Shrewsbury Town await. Now, looking at the league table a few weeks ago, Shrewsbury were a side that were potential outsiders to to gain a a position in, in in the sort of playoffs this season. However, they are now on a run of four consecutive defeats. Within such time, they've lost 6-0 away at Charlton Athletic. They are now 13 points adrift with six matches to play. So a monumental um, task would be on hand for Steve Cottrell's side if they um, truly do want to get into, into the top six this season. Almost impossible now. Um, but nonetheless, four defeats in a row. This will be a very tough game for John Bacino's team. Yeah, yeah, it will be a tough game. I mean, I mean they're, 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 um, their league position is based on merit, isn't it? And based on their form, I think they've got some quite notable uh, notable results this season. Um, they've got some fantastic players in their ranks as well. I mean, um, Luke Leahy, or Le- Lehigh, um, great, great player. Um, just to name one of many. Uh, but yeah, great manager as well. And let's not forget, yeah. Steve Cottrell is, uh, is a seasoned veteran and he knows how to win a match and he knows how to, he knows how to turn, a, turn out a result. So yeah, um, it's not going to be an easy game by any means. Um, I, th- I don't. I don't think we often have a great deal of luck at Shrewsbury either, um, f- from memory. So uh, yeah, it's not going to be an easy trip, and it's going to be a big one for the players as well after two disappointing results and probably having the fans on their back a little bit, expecting. You know, I think they're probably going to be expecting a result. I think that'd be fair to say, or a more positive result at least. So um, it's going to be a mental test for the players as well. Mark mentions there Pompey's struggles away at Shrewsbury Town. Fortunately, the previous game at New Meadow, Pompey did win by two goals to one. But looking at, at games uh, sort of previous to that, September 2020, a nil-nil draw. Um, August 2019, a one-nil defeat 
for Pompey at New Meadow uh, and a couple of wins before that as well. But Shrewsbury Town are one of those opponents for the Blues who um, you can't really quite predict. They're not really a bogey side, but they're also not a team where um, Pompey seems to beat every single time they play them. So it will be a very, very difficult game this weekend away at Shrewsbury. Um, very quickly then, score prediction time. Steve on Facebook is going for a 2-0 victory. Keith on the emails is slightly um, less confident, going for a one-all draw, saying that even in itself is optimistic, says Keith. Um, thank you very much for getting in touch and a final one here um, from Brandon on Twitter who says uh, 1-0 narrow victory for the Blues this weekend thank you to everyone who got in touch uh, on the social media platforms this evening so far um, right time to read in the score predictions of my two studio guests tonight and we'll start off with Eric Colborn first of all Eric score prediction for the Pompey women on Sunday or not well I <laughs> I'm quietly confident. Let's put it like that, Jake. I, I'm, we'll take it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure that the girls will do the business. I really am sure the girls will do the business. But we do need everybody down to support them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, for Pompey Men tomorrow, if you were to give a prediction for that one. 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Pompey, yeah. I, I, I think that um, there'll be a point to prove, if you know what I mean. And uh, we'll go there with a very um, positive attitude. And uh, I'm quietly confident. Mm. Eric, thank you very much for joining us on the show. It's been a pleasure, as it so often is to have you on the Football Hour uh, this evening. So I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I'll see you on Sunday. Look forward to it, Jake. As I'm sure, hopefully, will many Pompey fans as well. Get your tickets now online, portsmouthfc.co.uk, to find out more information. Or, of course, you can pay on the day at Wesley Park. Mark McGee, also a pleasure to have you on the show this evening, my friend. Uh, I'm going to write you for a score prediction, please. Pompey against Shrewsbury tomorrow afternoon. What do you reckon? Well, I just want to say a quick good luck to the Pompey women this weekend as well. Um, but as regards to the men, I'm going to go for a I'm going to go for a one-one draw actually. Sounds pretty realistic, doesn't it, Mark? Thank you very much for your input tonight. It's been great to have you on the show, Mark. Have a fantastic weekend. Take care, Jake. Right, so those are the predictions of both Eric Colborn and Mark McGee. I, myself, I think I'm going to agree um, with uh, Brandon there. I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory for Pompey this weekend. Currently five points adrift of those playoff positions with five games remaining. You can't help but feel that anything other than a win this weekend at Shrewsbury, although maybe not mathematically, could mentally be the end of the Blues season in 2022-23. However, you can join us for all of the unmissable action when Pompey Live returns. This weekend, myself, Robbie James and Jay Sadler will be on hand from New Meadow as Pompey take on Shrewsbury Town. Join us from two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Portsmouth capped off a frustrating Easter weekend as they played out a goalless draw at home to second from bottom Morecambe on Easter Monday. It finished 0-0 and gap to the playoffs is now five points with five games remaining. And Portsmouth return to their travels next as they face Shrewsbury with five games to go. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from two. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars. That's right, Pompey Live back on the airwaves tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock. Myself, Robbie and Jay from New Meadow providing all of the action as Pompey look to close the gap on the top six after two very disappointing results over the Easter weekend. Five matches remain for the Blues between now and the end of the campaign. 15 points up for grabs. There is a five-point gap 
between John Messino's side and the current top six, where the playoff positions are. Still plenty to play for, and it all starts with a trip to Shrewsbury this weekend. Right, coming up here on Express FM for the remainder of your Friday night, Express Floor Fitters returns right after the news at 7, got you covered right the way through into the early hours of Saturday morning. Ian McGuinness wakes you up with Express Breakfast tomorrow morning from 8, and then Lily Park returns from 11 through until 2 o'clock, which is of course when Pompey Live returns here on Express FM. Kickoff at New Meadow for Pompey v Shrewsbury, 3 p.m. If you missed any of tonight's show, or if you just want to listen back to the dulcet tones of myself, Eric, and Mark, you can do so either 4 a.m. replay tomorrow morning, or you can download the podcast from the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even Spotify apps as well. Whatever is your preferred destination, you can also visit expressfm.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, Pompey fans, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show this evening. Thank you very much for listening, and I wish you nothing but the best of the weekends. Thank you very much, and good night.